Hello No Holds Barred Witchcraft fans, today we're talking about Supernatural, not Supernatural in general, although we're also talking about that technically I guess Chris aren't we? <laughs> yeah technically. Um, we're talking about the TV show you know with the brothers, so I suppose we've got to open with the most obvious question really, um, which one's your favourite brother what? and why? How did I know you'd go for that? I think it's... Because it's the most obvious question. <laughs> I think it's Dean, hands down, myself. Oh. There are moments when okay. I flirt with the idea of liking Sam, but then at the end of the day, he's just a wuss, and therefore, you know, he pushes me over the edge. But what about the third brother? The third brother, the villain from Percy Jackson. What about him? <laughs> I don't remember him. That's how memorable he is. He's still rotting in a cage in hell, from what I've remember oh no no actually most recently spoiler alert comes back doesn't he i don't know yeah you don't know because i'm further ahead so basically there's going to be a lot of spoilers for supernatural now i'm gonna try not to talk about anything past season 12 was it that yeah. you're up to I'm about there, I think. But I'm probably going to do a really bad job of it. So let's be fair. I'm going to give away everything apart from season 14. Okay. The 14th, I guess. I think so. Yeah, the last season. Last ever season, they said. Well, so I basically, 13 your was supposed to be the last ever one. No, that was what they were planning on doing, but they're making too much money from it, let's be fair. Um, it is the TV show that was never really supposed to last past season two, yeah. but which made, it just had such a big cult following that they just kept making more and more and more. And it started off being nothing really remotely resembling the real life magical community. Yeah. And then as and when they weaved or tried to weave famous people from the past and magical practice and stuff like that into it it basically contradicted itself a lot yeah so yeah it was it was very strange i like it i do like it it is fun but you're not gonna learn anything no it's, you're not it's a guilty pleasure more it. than anything yeah so should we kick off with our favorite characters then if we should talk about our favorite characters that's probably a fairly safe place to start Okay. Although maybe I should give some background, actually, for people that have never actually heard of it. <laughs> I'll give some background first. I'll give some background and then we'll talk about our favourite characters. Okay. Um, so the background is you've got these two Winchester brothers that don't really look related. No. But still, that's besides the point, because they're attractive young men. So, yeah. you know. We don't care. Typecasts. Um, and essentially, they come from was a, a hunter's tradition so yeah. essentially in the supernatural tv show universe there's demons and angels and goodies and baddies and such and then there's humans humans are quite weak can't really do a lot so you have what the idea of the hunters which is basically humans that 
basically try and learn as much as they can about magical practice and lore and such, and then try and hunt things that go bump in the night. So these two brothers, after having their mum and dad killed, yeah. end up becoming full-fledged hunters, essentially, don't they? In their early 20s, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. they must be really they do it 20s. all from dad's notebook or something, don't they? There's like a hundred... Yeah, dad's notebook. Their dad was like... Uh, John Winchester was an expert. Yeah. Apparently, and he goes missing, so they go to try and track him down, and in the end, they can't really track him down, so, but they just continue with their hunting and stuff. So basically, they tackle a variety of situations, and it just escalates and becomes more and more and more far-fetched. Yeah. Chris says the only thing that they do get right in the entire series is what? <laughs> Angels are dicks. Angels are dicks. There we go. Apart from that, the rest... everything else is essentially <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, yeah. So, who is your favourite character? If you had to pick one, who's your oh, favourite character? One, I only get one. You want God? God, what no, chap? I on... Who's your favourite character? I only character? get one. Yeah, you only get if one. If I only get one, then probably... Ugh, Rowena, probably. Okay. Then my two favourites, Rowena and Death, and I figured that yours would be the yeah, same. And Death Therefore, would be more the if favorite. you pick one, I'll pick the other. Yeah. So old Death. Old I'm Death. not sure who I've he's not played met by, New Death. But though. Yeah, he, Chris hasn't met New Death yet. Death gets killed, mm-hmm. kind of. So um. You get re- so he has kind, to get well, reconstituted. As much as things kind of get killed in this, Death essentially gets <laughs> yeah. killed by his own sight. Yeah. So, you know, you've got a lot of things going on. Whether he's actually dead or what is a complicated thing. But, so Rowena is your favourite. I'm going to say Death's my favourite. Okay, that's so Rowena fine. is Crowley, the demon's mother, who's yeah. a witch, essentially. He's a Scottish now, what do you like witch. about her? A Scottish, a Scottish witch. witch. Is she a uh, pre-Keldon traditional witch or post-Keldon? <laughs> I suppose I think she she's was very early on in the witchcraft yeah, because she's a couple of hundred years old. Yeah, so she? she's definitely pre calden traditional witch. Definitely pre calden So, but yeah, I just, I think I like that it's the first witch you actually like in it. I don't think the witches do very well in Supernatural as a general rule. There's not a lot of them, is there? No. They don't really have and they're much. And they're all kind of blood sorcerers anyway, aren't they? They're kind of demon lovers. Yeah. That are basically siphoning off power from. It's got a very kind of satanistic, kind of goetic magic kind of feel to it, hasn't it? Well, I think early on that's what you get, isn't it? Because you've yeah. got a lot of the main characters. Crowley, for example, is probably named after Alistair Crowley. Yeah. You don't really have any actual magical practice, but as as things go on, you've got like. Their version of, I suppose, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which would be the Men of Letters and that yeah. kind of thing. And then, but before that, the only witches you kind of see are these kind of very low level, um, can only use other people's power. It's all very um, kind of voodoo-esque as well. It's all bodily functions, isn't it? Mm. It's yeah. It's all spit and blood and... Yeah. Yeah, all that lovely one thing stuff. That, one thing that is quite interesting, actually, that you don't really see in other series, 
is that there's lots of different types of magical um, practice in energy currents and stuff like that. Because yeah. normally you've got like in Harry Potter, this is how magic works and that's it. Whereas in this, you've got like there's angel magic that they've ripped off from Enochian. Yeah. Um, that rubbish. John Dee's system, all that kind of stuff. But then you've got demon, demonic magic. You've got stuff that's outside of the universal laws. They've got like death and that kind of yeah. thing. But then you've also got different types of witchcraft that work on different currents and that. That I find quite interesting because there's there's pros and cons and laws and stuff each. And then you've also got this other stuff of the question of well, okay, so what is the supreme deity here? What's the most powerful deities? You've got technically God that created the universe, but then you've got God's sister. Yeah. And then you've also got things outside of that again. And then even within it, you've got like the pagan gods and stuff like that. And you've yeah. got overthrowing. There does seem to be like a, a collection. Souls seem to be a, almost like currency, I suppose, to yeah. a certain extent. Yeah, it's very... And that's the theme that you see through a lot of things But it's as still well. very Western, though, isn't it? It's still very yeah. heavily heavily based on kind of Christian understanding of the universe. Well, they do essentially have the Christian God as the predominant deity, yeah. don't they, really? And when they do um, introduce the others, a... they're a bit kind of yeah. low on the scale of... Yeah. Well, they're Diminished. almost like witches that have essentially, yeah, they're kind of witches that have, to a certain extent, um, progressed a little bit further. Yeah. But then yeah. how does that translate into the real world, though, when you're talking about deities and spirits and things? I mean, there's things that have been around since the beginnings of the universe, things that have been around before the universe, and things that have grown up, I, w I think it's probably <laughs> fair to say, within the within, universe. Yeah. So... That's interesting, isn't it? I suppose, uh, yeah. To the average person, anything with powerful, any anything with power is, oh well, that must be a god or a deity. Yes. It? To the average person, the average schmuck, <laughs> but to someone with a more refined palate for such things, you can understand a bit more. You can actually put these deities and things like that and spirits into a kind of hierarchy of necessity. Yes. I'd say I look at it as. Yeah, no, no, it's it's interesting. Like I say, I quite like. Obviously, I do quite like the angels in it, in the sense that I feel they're the most correct towards law. Which they. You just don't like angels. I don't. Though. I can't stand them. You know, I can't. But it's just a case of, you know, that very much kind of soldier, military, kind of purpose-led do what they're told do they? as they're told do what they're told and you just yeah. Me mechanisms of the that's universe that's the one and you just kind of like whereas to, they to get the point that very even, right even the creator gets tired of them and then just basically fucks yeah. off yeah like <laughs> which is exactly what happens isn't it it's just kind of that you know we're bored <laughs> um you're boring me now even my new project earth didn't work so well um so let's just abandon the whole lot um well all of the herbs because there's multiple um editions of it as well as you get later on well i haven't the seen those yet. thing that they've worked in. i haven't seen the oh, multiverse well, stuff seen those yet. yet um oh, no so i can't talk about that then but yeah like so I, I quite like i quite like the distinction that's kind of made between the 
uh, kind of Enochian magics, uh, and then like the demon work. Um, I quite like that they've tried to kind of pin those down. Um, there's a lot of <laughs> what is essentially sigil work through it all. It's, yeah. it's very, yeah. it's very, it's, <laughs> it's very uh, um, goetic in in most of its workings. It's very, you know, ceremonial magician work. Yeah, but that's what they borrowed a lot of it from. Yeah. But to be fair, all of the sigil stuff and the Enochian stuff is more anti-angel stuff, isn't it? Yeah. It's basically using their current against them. Because whenever you see these sigils and stuff drawn, they're to repel angels, but they repel them using angelic magic, essentially. Yes, there was that interesting episode where they have someone that basically, I think they feed off of angelic power. It's just a human person that feeds off of angelic power. No, they use up their own soul, don't they, as a battery. That was it, something like something that. Something like that. That was quite interesting. But now you've got purgatory, of course, as well. And you've got hell. So there's quite a lot going on in the supernatural universe, but there's 14 odd seasons of it yeah. and it's 20 over 20 episodes per season yeah. as well remember that's a lot of episodes what used to bug me is it had it has its system doesn't it so it would be like the christmas episode and the yeah and like so you just get really into the story of what's going on and then they put one of those filler episodes in where it's something that's got completely nothing to do with the overarching story and they'd go off and do something ridiculous. Um, and it'd be normally like a Christmas episode or... I can't... I'm trying to think what the other fillers they use. They literally had Scooby-Doo in one, didn't they? When yeah. they went into a Scooby-Doo universe and were cartoons for an episode and stuff like that. Uh, again, past my watershed, but never mind. I th- no, I'm not sure. I don't think that's that recent, is it? It's one of those ones you forget about. I only like, I only remember because I like Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. But yeah. I don't remember they that. They teach Scooby Doo and that, and Fred's like, no, there's no such thing as ghosts and all that sort of thing. And Dean and Sam were like, yeah, <laughs> we're going to show you some real ones. Jinkies. <laughs> it's an actual ghost. <laughs> So yeah, salt and burn the bones. It was good, but like I said, I, like there are there are parts of that kind of gothic thriller storylines that it takes it from, like salting and ironing um, the bones um, and stuff like that. That's kind Does of does that work in real life? Well, it's to salt and burn bones no, to get rid of ghosts. I don't. Not really. <laughs> um, the the one thing actually that I can't remember really being a part and i'm surprised really is there's not really any fae there's no fae realm no. or anything like that in there really is there which i find very strange but then i imagine that's based on where this where these stories are pulled from so they wouldn't necessarily include fae worlds in it they are very well they pull from an awful lot don't they they pretty mm. much pull everything from all over the place and they've got, even early on, they had, um, uh, what is it, gin and all that kind of thing, and with the blue eyes yeah. and stuff. So. I did quite like how they depicted the gin, actually, to be fair, but then they were far too easily killed, or trapped, rather, for my liking. 
So as the person, because I've met quite a lot of these sorts of people, that learns their magical craft from watching television shows, <laughs> what are the lessons that you think actually translate well? Because there's one specific one I'm thinking of that I always, I've actually used before to explain to students um, on one episode. I can't remember what the episode name is, but I can tell you about the what happens. But is there anything that you think, well, yeah, someone's going to learn something from that that will translate into real life magical practice, other than the fact that angels are dicks? No, that's the main takeaway I have from the whole series, really. Angels are dicks. I, I, go on, go with whatever one yours was and I'll see if it triggers. But I can't think of off the top of my head. There's a really interesting one that I got inspired by and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this magical object. Because on the last podcast we were talking about creating magical objects near the end. And I want to get a £5 coin, because you can still get them if you go to a bank in the UK. And I want to make this magical object. And it's the idea of the penny in the wishing well. So there's a magical coin that gets put in this Chinese restaurant, this lucky, this lucky coin. Okay. And of course, it gives you whatever you want. Okay. But there's a downside to it. Okay. In that it gives you whatever you want. And the luck and stuff like that. Okay. So you've got these various little mini episodes where you've got things like that. And it's kind of like, um, you're lucky if you possess the coin. But then as soon as you lose that coin or someone steals it from you, you have to pay the price for that luck oh, okay. that you've had. So as long as you've got it, you're safe. Yeah. But of course, things like that, you can never really keep them forever. No. Because you're always going to lose them or have them stolen and such. But I thought it was very interesting because although we don't really agree with the westernised view of karma and stuff, in terms of making cursive and magical objects, there is an old... Um, there's an old uh, Christian curse, which I quite like the idea of, I think is even in the Bible, actually, from what I remember. And it was um, blessing your enemy, the idea of blessing your enemy. And it comes to the point of something that may seem nice and to work in someone's favour actually can rebound and be a terrible thing. When you bless someone and have the eyes of a spirit or deity upon them, they're never going to live up to that standard. <laughs> <laughs> and the spirit or deity is going to say, don't like what you're doing there, don't like what you're doing there, and intervene. Same with the kind of coin. Something like that, it teaches, I think, not karma, but what we really teach, cause and effect. Yeah. Balance. Like, well, you think that a lucky coin work, will work out in your favour, but what are the possible repercussions for that? Because when it comes to spell casting, of course, a lot of these single-use type spells, people don't think how they'll manifest, and they can manifest quite awkwardly, some of them. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to think if there's anything that... I, I must say, I like a lot of the weapons. Um, not that I find that they'd be particularly useful, but I just kind of like the concept of thinking about um, the idea of 
<laughs> destroying certain spirits or so I quite like that concept of trying to get your head around how would you kill an angel or how would you like what what would be required in order to forge a weapon that would because obviously people think of just death as oh okay well it just goes back into cycle and then pop out again but I mean actually destroying like because some of these actually in supernatural are about wiping out of that that souls it, that you know that corrupted energy or whatever it is like that and that that demon is now dead extinct like no not coming back into the cycle or whatever it is well technically because they all because again with the with the system like that within the supernatural we talk about in the supernatural universe and then in real life so within the supernatural universe, you've probably not got that far. But actually, if you kill an angel or a demon, they go to the empty. Oh, OK. So that's all of these why. things are outside of creation. So that's that thing that... And there's something that's there. Before God and before the darkness, there was the empty. There was nothingness. Yeah. So And the empty has got... Well, it's basically a personification. There is something there that just calls itself the empty. But that's where all things go. Because when you remove those those pieces, those chess pieces from the board, they've got to go somewhere. Where do they go? Off of the board, outside of creation. Yeah. But from a perspective of, in real life, of course, if you're talking about angels and things like that, it really depends. When I've talked to, about this to students... Normally the boisterous type that want to kill everything and want yeah. absolute power over the universe, you know the type. Then we kind of talk about, well, if you're removing something, what does that mean? Yes. Because normally, like I've done the old toe-to-toe with some nasty spirits, deities that have got a considerable amount of influence. But normally that just involves constraining them back. Exactly. So they don't influence. Because what you're talking about on a quantum level... We're talking about it from a perspective of you're killing something. You're removing that from the Out board, which function. means it never technically, well, it never technically existed. If you're going to do a proper job, yes. it never existed. And also, if if there's an energy that's underpinning creation itself, and you remove that, then the house of cards comes tumbling down. So you have to be careful, assuming that you can do it anyway. Whereas things that are a little bit low level, which make a difference, maybe even a tangible difference or a difference that you can tell and other things can sense, it's not necessary for a creation to exist. Therefore, if you removed it, there would be cause and effect, but it's not going to destroy everything. Yeah. So that's I mean that's why I find in it you can pretty much kill anything. Yeah, that's why I kind of find <laughs> it an interesting concept is because I'm I'm glad that they actually bring that in later that it is and kind of deal with some of the loose ends of the quantum stuff that they don't deal with at the beginning. Um mm. that at least gives it some merit for maybe that I will watch the rest of it. I kind of given up on it, I must admit, at around kind of 11 or 12, I can't remember which one. Um, where I just kind of like, I don't know, I think, I don't know if it was the case that Dean and, and Sam had died one too many times for me and come back, that I yeah. kind of decided, okay, what the f- point anymore? Um, but yeah, there is that kind of, I'm glad they've done that. Um, obviously I haven't gone as far to watch it, but, um, 
because I do like some of the concepts they try to bring in. Um, you know, when, when there's that, I can't, there's quite a poignant scene at one point where death kind of says, and one day I will reap God too, that sort of thing. Um, I like those kind of um, I I, yeah, for lack of a word, concept. I can't think of the word I want, but that kind it's of... It's above their pay grade, it, so yeah. you see them struggle. You see the viewer struggle to understand how that works. You've probably got a better idea of how it works if you're a witch, but... But yeah, so <laughs> I, I was mean, kind they, of like, they... oh, actually they took some really actual... Some things that actually require thought, rather than it just being pure yeah. entertainment. There are those like little nuggets every now and again in Supernatural that just make me go, wow, I can't believe they've actually stated that point. Or, you know, um, and so for me, like particularly with the killing of things, it, because bearing in mind every episode is about killing something, um, like the actual concept of, I'm, I'm, yeah, that they've brought that back in, is that kind of removal of, where does they where do they go? I was I'm glad that they have dealt with it, um, in whatever way that I uh, I'm yet to know. Um, but is that kind of issue for me is the ethics, or so which is why that kind of has always kind of struggled in my head, watching it up to season eleven twelve, kind of going mm-hmm. you haven't yet dealt with where this all goes. Um, you know, when it expels all angels from heaven, um, you, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, well, if they're not at the post, what are they doing? Like, so, you know, that that kind of deals with kind of questions. Uh, if if you understand exactly what an angel is supposed to be, um, or, you know, what particular function it is supposed to perform, um, and then you just remove them from the board, you just kind of like, okay, surely you've got to talk about the knock-on effect that that then has. A knock-on effect does manifest um, later on, but as well, the, the system was essentially designed to um, reconfigure itself to yeah. a certain extent. So you've got the idea of it manifesting from when you kill off angels, heaven becomes less powerful and the lights start flickering yeah. because heaven's powered by angels. Yeah. That's quite a, an obvious one. But at the same time, spoiler alert for when technically death itself or himself gets killed, yeah. then you've got that empty space of well, what will replace death. And of course, the next reaper then becomes death, the incarnation of death. Yeah. But then when you've got multiverses as well, you've got other deaths in other universes that rule over other universes with slightly different laws. Yeah. So it's kind of like, well, that's slightly different because you can technically, although it hasn't happened yet, and I don't know if it will happen in the next season, you could have old death and new death, old death's been killed, but there's another version of old death in another universe, yeah. which interacts with and talks and plots and schemes with new death. And it's all a bit kind of strange. Hi. But I just, I think they have created like a brilliant world. It is one of those, bearing in mind that it's not got a canon like other things have yeah. to base it on. So, you know, when they go and produce a, they haven't but you know eventually they'll do a hobbit or whatever or or with the game of thrones or whatever where there is a set of of rules that they need to apply 
um, because that world already exists. Like, I kind of feel that, you know, Supernatural has both benefited and not benefited <laughs> from that. Well, it's a patchwork quilt. Yeah, where it's basically. had to kind of the patchwork it's had quilt. to build it. Um, so, yeah, and like I said, I'm not particularly... I didn't hate how witches are portrayed in it, but um, it's not exactly... Until you meet Rowena... Um, you know, witches are pretty low level in the pecking order that actually, in yeah. a certain extent, they fall under the hunters, which makes no sense to me whatsoever, bearing in mind they've probably forged half their weapons. So you just kind of like, th there's a balancing act that kind of needs to occur there that doesn't really happen. Well, you see that, though, in parallels with that in what's popular. So if you've got the originals and the vampire diaries and that, you've got the witches always seem to get killed off by the originals, but they were created by witches yeah. in the first place. You just it's kind like, of like hierarchy and that. Sense. <laughs> but at the same time, in the middle of it, even the angels and the most powerful things can't kill the Winchesters who were just too ordinary or semi, we'll say semi-ordinary, um, humans. Of course, they're not really technically a hundred percent general humans. Well, no, they're but they're, yeah, they're you know vessels to to archangels and all that kind of stuff going on that makes them a little bit more than ordinary. Um, because they've got to build the entire well, world they're, they're, around them. They're the main them. characters. Yeah, yeah, they're the main characters. <laughs> But now it's quite interesting how they also add extra main characters in and then kind of take them away in that. But I think a lot really of what happens with Supernatural, and I don't know whether the writers admit this or not, but I don't know how much the actual hardcore fans have a say, because they write bigger roles in for people that like characters in there that people really like, don't yeah. they? And there's a huge, like, cult following for Supernatural, lots of fandom, yeah. you know, all of the com conventions and that kind of thing, um, and novels and stuff. But it's kind of like there, there are some really, really hardcore fans out there. And a lot of the time, I don't know whether when they come to the end of a season and there's loads of all these fans with YouTube channels and stuff saying, well, this is what's going to happen in this season. Yeah. This happens because of this and that happened in that season. Whether the writers just look at all these and think, OK, well, they will know more about yeah. what's canon and what's not than we do. So we'll just take the best idea. Yeah, sort of I, I do wonder, you know, it's kind of chicken and egg situation, isn't it, there, where how much impact do the fans actually have? Anyway, I think we need to... Uh, at what point are we switching over to Patreon? Because I think we've gone over again. I think we have gone on to Patreon. So what do you want to talk about now? What are we going to continue with? Oh, well... I don't know. So we've kind of covered kind of favourite characters. Are there any characters that you really hated... Or, um, or parts of it that really got on your nerves. Because, like I, I said, I, I don't like how they've necessarily portrayed witches until you get Rowena and her cronies at one point, where she goes off killing her competition. 
that that well, bit she has I the really grand coffin, don't she? Yeah, she has the grand coffin at, at some point, and then she falls out of them and makes a supreme cupboard. Yeah, <laughs> which is very, which is very kind of Roll Doll and the Twits kind of the witches in 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 Roll Doll, rather yeah. than actually um, what you would describe in any other literary reference. I think what annoys me with it is the same thing that annoys me with lots of these style of supernatural kind of um, shows is that you've got really bad baddies that are super powerful in the first season and then in the next season or the season after your general average human can just kill them super easily. So you've got all of these they allude to like demons are real and that they're super powerful and stuff like that and then the next thing like oh yeah your average hunter can now wipe out a demon super easy now whereas before it's like oh there's only two objects in the history of the world that's been able to wipe one out (laughs) yeah you know and then all of a sudden you've got i mean they do they do explain it to a certain extent with the angels where the angels are super powerful but at the same time they draw their power and in power heaven and each other essentially i guess so the fact that so many of them have died and there's lots of problems with the their um the architecture of how their magic works explains why when they've got their wings clipped they can't do things that they could do like two seasons ago and stuff but that kind of annoys me yeah where they Um, kind of keep rewriting the rules yeah one thing that i do like about it though that or i think i like about it (laughs) um is that and i'm not entirely sure whether it annoys me or whether i think it's a brilliant idea is the fact that intelligence is the main driving factor that you get these super powerful things but also you get weak things like humans that actually if they're smart enough the underdog can win there's lessons i suppose learned there whereby you know don't overestimate your ability and even if you're the superior um fighter and you're going up against yeah. another opponent that's weaker that your overconfidence is your downfall but a lot of that comes from the kind of biblical reference though doesn't it kind of uh, goliath um that sort of thing the the smarter answer is likely to be the one that will win yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, with, with the story with David and Goliath, it's an interesting one because I have say I've I've had problems with debating this this topic with Christians and stuff. Um, David was always going to win. Goliath never yeah. stood a chance. Goliath, in order to be, you know, you're talking about back in the day. You're talking about in order to be a giant described as Goliath you are a mutation essentially you it's literally like it's not like a big powerful person it's like yeah you're essentially a a mutation um that probably is you know would nowadays be on a psychiatric ward not particularly intelligent the various traits that would mean that you incarnate as or you have that kind of genetic imprint with your body that you are a giant means that you know you're essentially (laughs) not exactly your average human and then you've got david which essentially is you're talking about someone that can sling granite faster than a gunshot yeah if you had a a a giant and then you've got someone with a gun yeah who's 
a fairly decent marksman. Who's going to win in that situation? It's exactly. like, wait a minute, David uses exactly. super, pa- you know, is an expert at, as an sl- expert slingshotter, if that's a word. Yeah. Uses granite, which is an extremely hard substance. Yeah. That's never going to go down. And then you've got all of these Christians that are like, oh, wow, it's amazing. It's a miracle. It's like, no, I don't think that most people, <laughs> even if they had more than two brain cells, would be able to survive that. But never mind. We're going on a slightly different, different um, but no, but topic that's, altogether. That's kind of what I like about it is that kind of it tries to retell certain stories in a new, a new way that isn't so new. Um <laughs> where you know it's just been rewrapped as something new but the fact that just the script writing more than anything i think is what does it for me mm. um it's kind of how they tell a story as opposed to how good the story was to begin with um but i do i, I do really like it what got what got to me in the end and why i stopped watching was more a case of okay there's only only so many ways you can bring these guys back surely um eventually something's got to stick and it just got more and more preposterous by that point where you know they've been wiped out of existence but they're back like or you you know you just kind of like at that point it's just pushed me one too many times um and then i think it was the arrival of god's sister that kind of pushed me over the edge and kind of went, okay. Um, and then I think that's about the same sort of time as they brought their mum back. And you're just kind of like, really? Mm. So, you know, it was one thing, obviously you wanted Bobby to come back. Um, and every time he did, like, you were just kind of, yeah, let, we got another Bobby season. Like, whereas you know nothing other than this legend of who mom was and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like you just see her burning every now and then on the road yeah. so far in trail <laughs> exactly and then you kind of you know so she's like some mythology that you never learn anything about then next minute she's another another kind of hunting family or something i can't remember what goes on to be honest at that point so her family is the interest. Hun- basically her family is a hunter's family so that's where the lineage kind of comes from and then she ends up getting killed and then their dad becomes a hunter yeah to avenge her and then he becomes one of the most famous ones and it's quite quite interesting because there's a kind of almost an entire family dynasty in the winchester bloodline but again i mean we are skipping one of those characters as well that that everyone gets upset about and that is the third winchester brother <laughs> i generally don't remember him like you don't remember him other, other than the pic other than like what he looks like like what actor plays him i can't remember anything useful about him i must admit okay well the homework for everyone that watches supernatural is to go on to the um, comments underneath this podcast in the No Hosbard Witchcraft group and tell Chris about the third Winchester brother because he needs his memory <laughs> jogging because the whole is a massive thing on the fans like there's actual music parodies on YouTube of 
well, what about me? I'm still in the cage. I mean, I thought it was because they're all very family oriented and I'll do anything for my brother and my mother and that. But it's like, wait a minute, I'm still trapped in this cage. Aren't you going to come and get me? I'm still trapped. Adam, <laughs> where's Adam? Oh, Adam's still ca- trapped in the cage with Lucifer. <laughs> like oh yeah and they even bring it in because so many fans kicked off about it they even start bringing it in at some point where there's other characters that are just like who's that that when they did that musical edition on the 200th episode and and dean's like well who's that extra actor on the stage it's like oh that's adam he's still trapped in the cage in hell with lucifer and dean's face is like <laughs> uh, oh yeah we should probably do something about that <laughs> at some point but what are your favourite scenes then? Have you got any favourite scenes? Oh, I, I don't know. I really don't. Um, I like any scene with Rowena in it, to be honest, because she's just got away with words. Like, yeah. she's just one of those kind of... There's an answer for everything. And then even when she's bested, she's got some kind of way of wriggling out of it. So I just... Yeah. Any scene with but her... she's smart. That's intelligence yeah. again. yeah. It is. And it's just kind of like, whereas even to a certain extent, I find Crowley to be pretty stupid. Um, yeah. And you can't actually, for parts of me, you can understand why she was never really bothered about him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just kind of like, he really never lived up to the mark. Um, and you can kind Does of understand that, do, why. Do we know how Crowley... Um, became a demon in the first place though how good is your supernatural lore in fact you think about that and I'll give you my favourite scene because it's a guilty pleasure of mine that would probably upset most of our listeners um, My one of my favourite scenes because I think it illustrates the real magical community um, quite well is um, when you know all the pagan gods are trying to defend against the angels and stuff like that so they all gather in this hotel Yes. And there's basically this scene where Lucifer turns up and just kills them all. Like, yeah. Just like with a wave of his hand. He just go, walks through the corridor, he kills Ganesh, then he kills someone else, and then he kills someone yeah, else, yeah. and they're all just dead. I love that scene, because that scene expresses what I try to explain to so many people when it comes <laughs> to morality. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. It's about power. Yes. <laughs> yes. The person that has the power has the morality in the room. Yeah, and you it's can the one... cry about it, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, the the only person whose morality actually matters is the most powerful one in the room. Hi. But no, so how yes. does Crowley become a demon? Can we remember? I really don't. Uh... I, I vaguely think it has something to do with Rowena, but I can't think why. Well, she basically, I think from what I remember, she basically abandons him. But he, because yeah. he's originally in the Crossroads demon, and then he just He's a Crossroads demon, and he climbs up the ranks. So he, from what I remember, and the super fans can probably correct me if I'm wrong, but Crowley made a deal with a Crossroads demon, and then his soul ended up being taken from to hell, and then he ended up becoming... A demon or a crossroads yeah. demon eventually um now a little competition for the fans that are on the patreon now if you can tell us what <laughs> that deal was 
So how Crowley, what deal did Crowley make with a Crossroads demon? What was it he wanted? Um, we'll give you a little present. And it's going to be the first person that says this in the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Facebook group. Underneath the comment section for this episode. So it will yeah. be the Supernatural episode, The Road So Far. Look out for the graphic, because I spent egg ages making that. It took me all three minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then write down, you need to write down, what deal did Crowley make? What did he want? from the crossroads demon and you'll get a little gift okay i wonder how many people are actually go and do that now <laughs> <laughs> although nowadays to be fair the amount of people that you could probably even find that on some um supernatural wiki wiki page, page. Or something and it says something like that but i know I'm what sure it, it is. does and I thought that that's one of those super obscure ones that comes up on quizzes and stuff like that. Like you have all those Harry Potter quizzes where they ask you all these obscure questions that only the super fans know. Because it was a, something mentioned in passing in one book somewhere that never made it to the films. Or that. <laughs> but the thing is, I think at one point I would have remembered everything. It's just that I, I lost interest yeah. after kind of season, season 11, 12. And normally... With a, with a series like that, I'd go back and watch it a few hundred times, kind of over and over again. Whereas Supernatural, I kind of got to the end and then that was it. Mm. Whereas something like Originals, um, I've watched kind of three or four times. Um, the, thing, you, the thing is, when you look at Supernatural and it loads up on Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, it's like series one of 14 and you're like oh yeah. do i really want to put that on i mean if it's three seasons four seasons you're kind of like yeah that's fine i'll put that on but yeah. i mean something like that is literally there's so much of it you think well where do i start because i don't want to start know, at the beginning like, even with buffy i know there was only kind of seven i think it was or seven or eight seasons i had a favorite season that i would rewatch. Yeah, okay. like yeah. you know what i mean so kind of whereas supernatural i think i always felt like i was playing catch up because yeah. everyone was always further ahead than me so by the time i got caught up i was just kind of like done <laughs> rather than rather than going and like i said you've got the filler episodes that if i was watching it i would probably skip over um because there was always that kind of method wasn't there you'd have kind of three episodes where it build up build up build up and then it have a distraction episode before you then had another three episodes of build up, build up, build up, and then distraction episode. Then you just kind of like where those would just really irritate me because I felt like I'd have to watch them just in case there was some tidbit in there that I missed. Well, it's been going for so many years now. It's been one of those things where I don't think I've ever really watched a season all the way through. It's been a case of I've watched a couple of episodes and then stopped and then come back, watch the next couple of episodes okay. and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, so it's been very consistent, I think, since it started. That yeah. Because I didn't try and binge watch too much. That is, I've been able okay. to keep up to date so, you know, fairly, fairly well with it. Um, but at the same time, it is kind of a guilty pleasure. And it's quite strange because it's so so different to reality 
Yeah. I find that we don't have problems with that. Like, I hear a lot of people moan about, well, that's not how witchcraft should be rep represented, or that's not how this should be represented. And I think, yeah. at what point do you think that fantasy television is supposed to represent? Yeah, exactly. I just don't get it. I don't see exactly. what the point is. Well, like, well, for example, the, um, the lawsuits that happened with Sabrina... Um, oh order, yeah, with the Church like, of Satan. You know what I mean? With the Church of Satan, and you just oh, kind of like, did it really? they want the publicity. They want Obviously. the publicity. Let's be fair. And they got some money out of it, didn't they? Like, they got a lot of money out of it, didn't they? Something to do with Baphomet, wasn't it? I can't remember. Well, the Baphomet anyway. statue was actually, I think, uh, modelled on a real life um, satanic statue that gets used. Something yeah. like that. I think it was. And I think that's kind of the. I, I think I like. I think we, I'm with you on that. I like that it's so different. Um, that it's enjoyable. That it's not trying to convince convince you that it knows yeah. better. Um, like the vampires in it, for example, they're not like any kind of vampire that you get in any other. Um, of the many, many, many versions of vampires. They are completely different. And again, they're another yeah, one of the these lore is still there, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, the law is still there because you've got the, the kind of queen, yeah. or technically the king, I think, technically, in um, yeah. uh, the main vampire dude. Um, and you've got, yeah, you've got the law kind of weaved in, but at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, that is a little bit too different when you sit and think about it. Yeah. Most other things. Whereas it was, yeah, it's kind of like it kind of it knows the law and then twists it to retell it in a new way. And I think See, that's I what I like think, about it. I don't think it's that smart. Like people say, oh, they must be a genius to think about that. I think it's literally a case of, oh, let's Google this. Oh, yeah. So we've got to add this, this and this. OK, well, it's probably something like that. Let's <laughs> just add that in. Do you think it's I got think a bad it's research? Simple. I think it's literally bad research. I think Supernatural is brilliant because I think the writers literally do the most basic levels of research. It's like, oh, what's this? Oh, goetic. And it's all right, about okay, the story so itself, magic. rather. So we've got grimoires. So we'll just put books on grimoires. We've got, oh, this Crowley person. He was famous. Let's <laughs> name someone after Oh, we'll name a demon after him because he was a baddie one day. So, yeah, it's like stuff like that. I think that's yeah. literally how it's evolved. And then eventually they stop paying any attention because they've got so much stuff within the universe itself. <laughs> lore-wise it's kind of like oh well we can just expand on that now we can just expand on that to the point where you think well even basic research on angelology would show enoch and um nephilim and stuff like that and it's like well they don't crop up until later like suddenly the person <laughs> who's writing it or the people that are writing it because they have quite large teams don't they on a lot of these american yeah. tv shows it's like let's google angel oh there's this whole thing about nephilim we should add that and we should have put that in the beginning yeah. It's like, oh, the Antichrist's actually a Nephilim. Oh, well, let's write that yeah. in. I must, I must say, everything, that's, I think that's what used to irritate me the same way with you about the whole, this is unkillable. Oh, wait a minute. Obviously, the Winchesters can kill it. Is that kind of everything always feels like an afterthought. Yeah. Which baffles me when you think that they've always said, oh, well, once it had started to kind of gather momentum, 
you always knew there was going to be at least 13 seasons, at which yeah. point you'd think there was some kind of overarching story, but there isn't. Like, Well, in, that's the weird in... thing. The overarching story doesn't start until, like, season 13, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just kind of like, what's what's going on? To the point that I think, to a certain extent, you could almost watch a season in isolation and just watch that season, and it wouldn't matter. Well, you know that the baddie, whatever the current big baddie is, that baddie's going to be killed off by the end of the season. Yeah. You've so got 22 really episodes a... of this of this baddie. That's what you've it's got. A, a hierarchy <laughs> of baddies leading up to the ultimate baddie, which, of course, is God, because it's always going to be, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you've literally got just the baddies just get worse and worse and worse. Uh, but no, well, what did you think of the Leviathans? The Leviathans were okay. They were I quite was, amusing. They were amusing. I thought it was quite amusing. And I, I think, if I remember rightly, the death of them was quite interesting. But I can't remember for what reason. Um, but it was just... I don't know. Some, Like you say, some of them are... The idea is so simple that it really works. Yeah. Where you just, uh, yeah, maybe you are right. Maybe it is just out of lack of research. No, I think it is. I think it's literally a case of, oh, well, we, we'll write this series about that. Um, and then it's like, oh, we're out of ideas. What, what, what book's that? Oh, it's a book on magic. Let's just open that up. All oh, right, yeah, that's enough. We'll just add this stuff. That'll keep us going for another season, sort of thing. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, just to make it up, this, that, and the other. And it's kind of like, oh, there's so many holes now. Where are we going to explain this? Oh, well, you know, I listened to the Joe Rogan podcast. And it was talking about quantum physics and multiversal theory and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, let's just add that in. I mean, Marvel and all that are doing it, so we might as well add it in <laughs> ours now, man. We? Exactly. It's literally like, like that. It does make it... total sense. I'm just not that mean, but obviously you are. I just honestly think that that's the case. <laughs> so, right, we've only got about five minutes left. So, what anything that you feel we haven't covered? Because, what? to be honest, you in... this has been the most loosely written one ever. I think we've winged it beyond winging it this time. Well, we've just done what the supernatural writers do, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> just made it up so, as we went we along. Go. So, okay, so is there anything that you'd be inspired to recreate from the series? Like a magical object or anything like that, would you consider? Is there um, anything that you think I like? Because like, I said about my coin that I'm going to work on. I must I must say, I quite like the, um, which is really odd, because I don't like guns. Um, but it is the kind of demon killing. The cult. Yeah. They got the blade as well. They got that blade. They got the blade too. But I don't enjoy that one quite as much. Whereas the actual, um, you know, bullets with the sigils in the end carved in, I kind of like the idea of that. It's the sigils you like though, isn't it? It's got, it's got (laughs) a bit of a, it's got a bit of a, um, you know, werewolf silver bullet feel to it. And I quite like that. And it's got mechanical moving parts. Now, think about it. Really think about it. How many magical objects do you see that have actual moving parts? I know. 
And we all know the best McDonald's toys were from a kid were the ones with the moving parts. You get a little plastic toy and it's just like, well, what is this? It don't do nothing. And you've got this thing like helicopter thing, which is you hit and then it whizzes off and stuff. You're like, well, that's cool. I want that one. Yeah. So I, I, yeah, even though I really, I'm not a gun person, I really like that. In terms of weapons I hated, I really hated the uh, angel swords because they just looked like ah, they you know all look those, the same they all look like you know when you put um kind of a spike to one of those uh, little windmills into the ground <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, it's, or the base or the base a to one of those <laughs> yeah that, that's what it looked like like somebody the, that shape of that kind of sword that kind of yeah it just looked like a stake that was to hold up a flag in the garden. To be or something. fair, it, even in Shadow Hunters, they did a better job with the swords. I mean, I understand <laughs> that they didn't for budget constraints, but I would have liked much like they do in Star Wars, where every Jedi's got their own lightsaber and it's unique to them. A magical angel yeah. sword that was unique would have been nice, but I know that they wouldn't have done that for budgetary no. reasons. Whereas they actually look like they've taken these spikes out of the garden and just sprayed them silver. It had got that I kind of surprise. afterthought I be surprised. about them. Even to the point that you're kind of thinking Michael's flaming sword didn't didn't do anything different. Like, no. I just... Um, I'd also really loved the... Because um, um, I really liked how it looked. Was the, um, the knife of Cain. Ah, the Mark of King, the blade for that. The blade it for that. A, the blade. It was like a jewel one, eh? Jewel blade? Yeah, so they, kept, they did actual actually... Teeth. They may have actually done some research there. Um, yeah. But the like the visual for it was really good, um, to the point that I quite consider almost making that. When Dean's a Dean man. <laughs> yeah. I forget the Mark of Cain, actually, because that's a brilliant... Um, when it comes to curses and stuff like that, that's quite yeah. a, that's quite a good one. Well, that's my favourite bit from Rowena, I think, is that scene where she goes, it's just a curse. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish the actress that plays Rowena enrolls on the Patreon at some point when we get to teach her. <laughs> if she's not already an actual practising witch, because I could believe it, she does it so well. Yeah, um, she does it I'd so well that maybe her. she knows something. But yeah, yeah. let's do that. So if if somebody knows her on the Patreon, get in touch. We we want to teach you some spells. But there we go. I think we are pretty much out of time for the Patreon. Remember, if you want to win this thing that we haven't renounced what it is, because we don't know why it is yet, but it will be a surprise, <laughs> go on the comment section on the No Holds Barred Witchcraft Secret Facebook group. And under this podcast episode... Um, graphic, right? What it is Crowley wanted from the Crossroads Demon? What was it the deal? What was the deal that he made? And you will win. The first person to write that will win a special little treat. So there we go. And um, yeah, that is the road so far. Yeah.